Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Has probably had the, the worst three years since World War II. First, a global pandemic grounded most planes in the Western world. Then almost a year ago, Russia invaded Ukraine and promptly seized ownership of almost all of the planes that its airlines had leased many of them from Irish-registered companies. Now things are starting to return a bit to normal and a new report from the Irish leasing firm Avalon says that global air traffic will return to pre-pandemic levels this summer. But will they get their Russian planes back? All questions for Andy Cronin, the Chief Executive of Avalon Aerospace and who is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Joe. Thank you for having me here. Can you just remind us how the pandemic affected you and then the Russian invasion, how it affected your industry? Absolutely. So, first of all, the aviation and air travel industry has been resilient over the years through numerous crises, oil crises, etc. Um, COVID was different. Uh, historically, those crises were quite regionalised, whether it was an economic crisis, whether it was an oil crisis, etc. Uh, this time around, uh, COVID obviously affected the entire globe uh, and the entire globe at the same time. So, all of our customers uh, around the world grounded their fleets uh, for an extended period of time. And really, it was only actually a reopening led by the US after the rollout of the vaccines there uh, in early spring 2021, uh, followed by Europe as we moved through uh, summer 2021. And people kind of forget how recently this happened. This week last year, Ireland was in total lockdown. Uh, compare that to last summer when people were actually getting back on aeroplanes. And that's the one thing that has really been demonstrated by COVID is the resilience of this industry, the ability uh, of consumers to get on aeroplanes and fly, the importance of the human connection over and above what can happen uh, over Zoom, frankly. We'll talk about how the industry is bouncing back so rapidly, but tell us, how have you guys been affected by the expropriation by Russia of so many leased planes? Yeah, well, first of all, our our thoughts and sympathies go to all of the people in Ukraine uh, who have suffered greatly, obviously, in in, in this incident. Uh, From our perspective, uh, we were uh, unable to recover our aircraft from Russia after sanctions were imposed, which forced us to terminate our leases. Uh, We wrote off our aircraft fleet, uh, so wrote the balance to zero. And that's hundreds of millions of euros. Uh, exactly. So the uh, total cost for lessors is around three to four billion dollars of aircraft. In our case, the Russian market overall is about five percent of the global market. Our exposure to it was about one percent of our portfolio. So it wasn't a enormous impact for our particular business, uh, but very significant for the industry nonetheless. Aeroflot bought quite a number of planes legally, but now the European Commission apparently is looking into that. Does that affect you guys? Not directly. That's quite unique circumstances, actually, where those aircraft were owned by a subsidiary of a Russian bank. Uh, So we won't comment on the specifics of those cases, uh, but we do understand that that incident is being investigated. Now, Asia is set to more than make up for the shortfall that we will have seen and we have seen uh, from the Russian market. That's right. We're really bullish on the prospects for air travel uh, driven by the reopening of China. And what we've seen over the course of the past 18 months is as each region progressively reopened, the demand for air travel came back really quickly. And actually, it wasn't about how how the quickly consumers want to get on aeroplanes, because we saw from Dublin Airport during the summer, everyone wants to get back on an aeroplane immediately. Uh, what happens is there's a lag time 
for aircraft to get back into service, to come out of storage, for airports to get staffed up, etc. But each time we've seen uh, a real inflection point around the drop of testing requirements. If you've got to go take a test on the outward leg and the return leg, people are far less likely to travel. Once that testing goes away and it's open, risk-free travel between those two jurisdictions, uh, there's a huge jump in demand. And what we've got is China, which is the largest market in the world, now dropping that uh, requirement in terms of quarantine or restrictions on access to China. But also, importantly, there's a really big difference with China compared to the rest of the markets in the world, uh, which is why we're so bullish which is China has actually been operating its fleet for the past two and a half years. It's been operating domestically under zero COVID. And rather so it putting, won't take as much time to ramp back up. Exactly. So where you've seen these rolling lockdowns, China is able to restore capacity almost instantly. They've been operating all of their aircraft at very low utilisation, keeping all of their staff on book so they are ready to go uh, at full capacity. Uh, obviously, there'll be you can expect there to be bumps and demand and uh, congestion as the biggest market in the world reactivates. Uh, But that's then going to spill into activity levels in Vietnam, Thailand, all of the adjacent markets to China uh, around Asia. So that could be a huge stimulus for the global economy if China starts wrapping up. The Chinese New Year is next week. They're opening back up. They're going to start spending more. Are they going to start shipping more? The whole world could benefit this, especially the leasing industry. Exactly. Our, our planes in China are already full and flying at their maximum capacity ahead of Chinese and New Year. it's the single biggest market for you guys? That's correct. So it accounts for about 10% of our overall portfolio. Compare that to China's about 20% of the world's population. So uh, we would expect it ordinarily to account for about 20% of the demand uh, that's out there. Now, I mentioned at the outset that uh, Irish leasing companies are one of the biggest in Europe, some of the biggest in Europe, some of the biggest in the world. Why is leasing, aircraft leasing, so important in Ireland? Yeah, so so Ireland has had tremendous success in aircraft leasing. About eight of the top ten aircraft leasing companies are headquartered here in Ireland. The history dates back to... uh, Ireland was a first mover in the space uh, with GPA in the 1990s. Guinness Peace Aviation. Correct. Um, Guinness well known for many uses. Uh, (laughs) But the uh, core objective of the government at the time when the industry was still uh, in its embryonic state was it's not about corporation tax, but it negotiated a network of treaties with other countries which allowed leasing of aircraft without punitive taxes applying to the rentals uh, for those cross-border transactions. So that has continued to be a priority of successive governments over the years. And where Ireland is today is it has a network of uh, tax treaties with other jurisdictions for lease specifically for leasing of aircraft, which no other country can rival uh, at this point in time. What's in it for Irish taxpayers? Well, all of the aircraft leasing companies uh, pay corporation tax, uh, like any Irish corporate. Uh, so that's an important uh, gain. Uh, it's a big employer. It's not big in terms of manufacturing industries, but in terms of professional services, the spin-off of lawyers, accounting firms and other associated activity that goes on, as well as the direct headcount uh, that are employed in the industry is significant. A lot of aircraft leasing companies choose to actually route aircraft maintenance work uh, in through Ireland as well, which generates 
uh, very significant jobs. And the overall estimate of how many jobs are, you know, directly in aircraft leasing or in the second order jobs around that ecosystem, it's about 20,000 jobs uh, in Ireland, actually. It's amazing how airlines are owning planes themselves less and less. Why? That's right. And we're seeing this model uh, exist also in, for example, uh, hotels, which are also a capital intensive industry. So a hotel chain or an airline is actually better off investing its own capital in growing its franchise, developing its product, delivering better service to customers, expanding its business than it is in necessarily owning hard assets with a 25-year life. So you're seeing more and more hotels uh, effectively outsource the ownership of their assets. And the same goes for airlines. Well, thank you very much for coming in. That's Andy Cronin, the chief executive of Avalon Aerospace and a busy week in the airline industry, aviation industry this week in Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.